0: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: And welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin, and I'm Ben Bullen. And we've got
2: good news for our listeners today. Yes, we do. For everybody out there who has said, "Golly gosh gee," which I'm sure is how everyone curses when they're by themselves, mm-hmm. right? Being that this is a family show. For everyone out there who has said curses, I want a sports car, but I can't afford the kind I want because the prices just go out. Through the roof. I mean, gee Willikers,
1: these prices are <laughs> outlandish, right? That's what they say, and I completely agree. I folks. do.
2: I do too. With the brand new sports cars, right, and just cars in general, I guess, right? Ah, yes. Yeah, so we were talking about this off air, uh, but we wanted to come in with some good news first, right? Which That's is, uh, which is that if you don't have to buy a new car, there are some incredibly affordable used cars and not just used cars scott but sports
1: cars ben right yes sir that's right so and not just sports cars but also some luxury cars we're going to throw in there as well because there's some fantastic finds in here and i'll tell you i got pretty excited looking at this because i'm always kind of looking for something to replace the car that i have now you know i always just kind of Halfway looking, serious looking. I was for a while. I was seriously looking. Yeah, and I, I decided, well, hang on to it for maybe another year, and just I, I'm kind of cruising with the no payment thing. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, being That's able cool. to, to save some money. Um, but I, I am I'm constantly combing the used car lots, and truthfully, really considering some some of these uh, these fines. But when I look at this list, I mean, these are cars that I'm, I'm not coming across in my daily searches, you know, when I, when I look around at just local used car lots.
2: Yeah, no, these
1: are what they, these are what would be called diamonds in the rough. I guess so, yeah. And if you have the online savvy, you know, to be able to track down some of these cars, and I think a lot of us do at this point, it's not that hard, really. Yeah. Uh, you may be able to, be able to find a real steel. Uh, stuff that you had thought, you know, 10 years ago was, you know, a car that was $90,000, which right. is now, fallen dramatically to a price point where you can afford it, uh, you know, like it's maybe $8,000 for a used car that was 90000 And that's yeah. not out of, you know, out of the ordinary on these lists that we'll talk about. So you have to consider, do I really want to buy, you know, that $32,000 new Honda Accord or whatever that, mm-hmm. that model is, mm-hmm. or would I rather have, you know, a, uh, a $30,000, um, I don't know, Corvette, you know, from 10 years ago that I can now
2: afford Ah uh, yes, and little bit of a side note, just a brief one Scott. Mm-hmm. Listeners, you can always tell when either Scott or I have been seriously thinking about getting a new car because that's when our how, one of our how to buy a car podcast comes out. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's yeah. Uh, just kind of the way this thing goes. And yeah. I'll tell you, maybe
1: the best way to tackle this, Ben, because we've got a lot of lists. We have, we have, I think, too many for one episode. I, I think we do. And what I'd like to do is I, I just want to go through quickly and just list some of these cars and, and some of the, the prices now. That, you know, it'll tell you the year, it'll tell you the make and model. Yeah, yeah. And then a, an estimate or an average price for that vehicle. And mm-hmm. you'd be surprised at what's on this list and the price point at which you can purchase these vehicles because it has dropped dramatically. So here's an example, Ben. Okay. You can now afford a 2000 Corvette hardtop coupe for only $9,900. Now that's less than $10,000 for a Corvette. Within the
2: 2000s. Yeah, I know, right? And, uh, because it was only offered for two years, the non targa vet offers a small piece of exclusivity in a popular car model.
1: Mm-hmm, that's right. So we're still talking about a car, you know, that can go from zero to 60 in under five seconds. Mm-hmm. It's got that strong LS1 V8 engine. Um, and it's just a, it's, it's amazing to me. You're able to pick up a 2000 Corvette hardtop coupe for under $10,000. I mean, it's one of those vehicles. That I thought, no, you know, that's going to be
2: a $30,000 car still. I would go for actually a 2000 BMW Z3 Roadster, the 2.8 Roadster, if we're talking about spending that much money. Cause for a little bit less, for $9,864, you can get in the Z3 business. That's
1: right, Ben. And this one's got a stronger engine even. This, uh, the, the 2000, I believe, had a 2.8 liter engine, which was a little bit more powerful. Um, mm-hmm. it has all of the, uh, you know, the, I, I guess, shared characteristics of the, uh, the Z3 roadsters, you know, prior, prior to that. Right. Which
2: is, uh, let's be honest. The image is a little bit high society, highfalutin.
1: I guess so. But still you're talking about under $10,000 for mm-hmm. a, uh, a two-seater BMW roadster. Yeah. How cool is that? I mean, and there's uh, loads of these cars. Let me just quickly laundry list several of them. Okay. And we'll go through this list yeah, yeah. and we'll just kind of buzz through and see where we, uh, where we'd like to stop. How about that? All right. All right. A 2002 Chevy Z28 Camaro, $9,554. Not bad at all. Beautiful. Get this, Ben. Ooh. Now this one really excites me. A 2001 Porsche Boxster. You can pick up one of those for about $9,300 at this point.
2: See, I find that hard to believe. But it is true.
1: Now I'm not a crazy. I'm not crazy about the Boxster line because you know I'm not a convertible guy. Yeah, that's
2: true. i not uh, a convertible uh, guy. I
1: probably would prefer like the Cayman, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But the Boxster, very cool. I mean, it's always been a cool design, I think. And um you know, the 2001 for you know 9,300 bucks, not so bad. Um Also, the uh, a 2000 Honda S2000. All right, lay it lay it on me. Let's talk turkey. Nine thousand two hundred dollars. Not bad at all. I mean, that's a uh, that's a strong vehicle. Around two hundred forty horsepower. Pretty lightweight. I think. Uh, oh, the the redline was something like nine thousand RPM. It was a you know two liter four cylinder engine, but very very strong, very fast engine, very nimble car. Uh-huh. Uh, again, nine thousand two hundred bucks. Not bad at all. Um, the other one, oh, this is a good one, Ben. A two thousand four Mazda Mazda Speed. MX-5 Miata. Now, that's the Mazda Speed version that we're talking about. Right. Less than $9,000, just under $9,000.
2: And so it's it's a bigger deal with the Mazda Speed Miata because it was 2000 Mazda Miata. mm, I think the Mazda Speed makes a big difference. But you know what I like about this laundry list so far, Scott? What's that? I like that the prices are going down as we continue. (laughs) Yeah, they're going down. I feel like we're negotiating. What about uh what about a 2004 Acura RSX
1: Type S? What's the best price you can give me? 8600 bucks. I like the way you're doing this. That's nice. <laughs> the best price you can give. 8600 bucks. How about that?
2: Uh, you know what? Because it is the RSX Type S, I would be I would honestly be tempted to say yes. Yeah, now
1: this is a small car, about 200 horsepower, two-door vehicle, you know, so it's lots of fun. You can toss it around. Yeah. Uh, very very agile. Uh, just a, a neat car to have, and honestly, you know, I mean, it's 2004, so it's 10 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, about 8600 bucks so that seems about fair. Now, we've talked about this, and a lot of people may say, well, those cars are probably completely whipped at this point. Right. If somebody's kept up with routine maintenance, you and I know full well that those vehicles will last, you know, 300,000 miles if you just keep up with routine maintenance.
2: Well, what if I offered you a deal, Scott, on a 2002 Subaru Impreza WRX sedan, for the low, low price of eight grand. Eight grand, that's yeah. it. Now, Subaru, I always
1: love Subaru. Mm-hmm. Um, all wheel drive, of course. And, uh, you know, the WRX, not bad
2: at all, right? Yeah, and this is almost kind of a sleeper vehicle, too, man, because it doesn't look like it can do zero to 60 in less than six seconds. No,
1: but it has a 227 horsepower, two liter, turbocharged, flat four engine, which,
2: by the way, I love the sound of that engine. Yeah? That's a that's music to me. That's a mm-hmm. beautiful engine note. And you're uh you're one of those guys you can hear and differentiate between engines. I'm picking it up. I'm not as good as you are at it. Mm-hmm. But, I, you'll but get it. You yeah. got you've
1: got the ear for it. Oh, for sure. definitely. Yeah, I think a lot of people can pick out that uh that flat-four that that boxer engine, I guess. Yeah. Um all right. So the uh the 1996 Nissan 300ZX Turbo. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe how low low this price has been. All right. I'm like crazy Eddie over here. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. low,
2: low price. A low, low price of seventy-seven, eighty-seven. Man, if I had not just bought an RSX from that other
1: guy, <laughs> that's great. That's kind of the way I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm hawking something here. Yeah, but, well, uh, but that's honestly, a fantastic car. It really is. It's a three-liter V6 engine. Now it's got, it's got twin turbochargers, and these have, these things have three hundred horsepower. Yeah. Zero to sixty in something like the mid-five-second range. It's amazing. It handles really well. It's yeah. a great car. T it Was it i think it had T tops, didn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Here's the problem with with the podcast so far that we're uh, do, we're doing wrong. There's a problem. Yeah, I don't think we're giving the full benefit to all you folks out there listening. Saying okay, okay, these are affordable sports cars. Yeah, right?
1: I get it, Scott and Ben. I mean, right. you know, I can I can afford this if I trade in my car and. And still have a small payment, maybe, or you know, maybe yeah. I even have a little bit left over.
2: Right, yeah, but there are other people who are saying, "Didn't you guys mention luxury cars at the top of the show?" Ah, you're
1: right, Ben. And here's our luxury list because uh, we've got a, a complete list here of uh of what we'll call, I guess, surprisingly affordable luxury vehicles. And, All right, and let's just kind of laundry list these as well, starting with uh, the 2006 Volkswagen Phaeton, and the <laughs> well, this is amazing. The auto trader average price is around $17,488. And you may think that's a lot, but I want to say, Ben, when these were brand new, I think these were selling for somewhere in the neighborhood of like $92,000. Yeah, yeah. And were- that's,
2: a uh, 92, uh, like, not, I would say 90 to 100K if you count all the options you can get on. Exactly
1: right. And these have lots of, uh, of fantastic features inside mm-hmm. and out. I mean, there's, uh, there's fine wood. There's, uh, there's, there's leather inside. Um, just, it's a really almost like a bespoke car, really. Yeah. For that type of price, it's amazing. Now here's another one, Ben. A 2003 Mercedes SL 500. Now that's a mm-hmm. uh, that's a decent car. Original list price was eighty five thousand nine hundred ninety dollars. Uh, no. Nope. You can get one today, Ben, for right around thirty thousand dollars. Now that's a dramatic drop in
2: price. Yeah, talk about depreciation, huh? That's a five liter V eight, three hundred and two horsepower, and a Mercedes SL. Uh, they've earned their reputation for lasting a long, long time. Oh, absolutely. It's a durable vehicle. And, you know, the, the thing is, though, I mean,
1: think about this. That's a 2003. It's 11 years old. Yeah. It doesn't really look out of date or anything like that. And, honestly... You know, with uh, with all the options and everything that people would put on these when they get them brand new, mm-hmm. it, there's a likelihood that this vehicle was $100,000 when it was brand new, and you're able to pick it up now for $30,000? Yeah,
2: and that's, of, of course, let's be completely honest, that is a heck of a find. That is not... That is not something you should expect to run into all the time, but these little nuggets are the kind of things that keep me clicking, you know, like a a rat in an experiment on on all the classified ads. Yeah,
1: that's right. It keeps you, uh, you know, up in the search bar, you know, like constantly putting in that Mercedes SL500 and seeing what comes up, right? By
2: the way, that specific one in that deal had only 46,000 miles. Oh, not bad. So you're
1: thinking that, you know... Well, oh, sure, I can afford one if it has 200,000 miles on right, it. Right, No, exactly. that, that's not the case. It's just simply a matter of age at this point that's, uh, that's allowing the price point to come down.
0: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. Those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
3: Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're gonna talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're gonna go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're gonna be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were gonna gonna go there on this Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience,
1: live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: Uh, yeah, and then there's, for another example... There's the 2001 Porsche 911 we found.
1: Uh, I'm glad you mentioned this one, Ben, because the 2001 Porsche 911 is a fantastic-looking car, in my opinion. Now, remember I said I was not a uh, fan of the Porsche Boxster, right? Yep. All right, well, I am definitely a fan of the 911 body on the Porsches. So uh, this one is pretty exciting because the original list price was something like almost $67,000. Right. And the target price for this one, again, a 3.4-liter um, six-cylinder, 300-horsepower engine, right around $25,000. Now, it sounds like a lot of money still, but, man, you're taking, uh you know, two-thirds off the price of
2: this car. Yeah. Well, also, they had some, I think on this specific one, they had some modifications. They had a short-shift kit uh and a factory aero kit.
1: And... Only 81,000 miles. That's the surprising part is, you know, all these cars we're talking about, we're not talking about cars with a million miles. We're talking about cars that have a reasonable amount of mileage on them. So, you know, do your due diligence, I guess, and, you know, on Craigslist or eBay or
2: wherever, mm -hmm. you're going to find some sweet deals. I almost wish we didn't know the answers to these because it would be so much fun to say, Hey, Scott, how much would you pay for a 2001 Audi S8? Oh, an
1: S8. Okay. That's a sports edition, right? And I know that I love the Audi, you know, A8 body, so Ooh. the S8 is even more special. Yep. Um, I think they listed for like, they were like 80,000 bucks, right?
2: Yep. And now you can get one for 18 grand. No way. Yes, 18,000. Yep. Uh, 4.2 liter V8, 360 horsepower, and, uh, it's really nice inside. I'm not gonna lie, it's an Audi. Well, it's- we've both
1: seen the movie Ronin. And uh, and those cars were incredible in that film. That's probably the thing that sticks in my mind the most is that you know when you see these scenes, these action scenes, that's the vehicle, that's the S8 that's in this in this movie. Mm. Um, I've always loved this body style, this uh, I guess the power that goes along with these. I've seen them on the road and I always kind of admired them, even though you know at this point they're 13 years old. Uh, But this one, this example car, you know, for eighteen
2: thousand. Only 68,000 miles on it. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. That is a a good deal. Now, this next one, I'll be honest with you, Scott. This next one doesn't surprise me that much. Hmm, Is that right? Why? Yeah. Uh, it's a 2003 Range Rover. You know, originally those were selling. This one sold for around 70 grand. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Range Rovers have inundated the market. There's so many. Range Rovers. Oh, we
1: see a ton of them around here. It seems oh, yeah. like you can't sit at a stoplight with one on either side of you. Yeah, shouldn't effect? you be out roving a range somewhere, <laughs> man? I'm trying to get to work. Roving a range. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a bad point, Ben. No, they're they're relatively cheap. Um, you said twenty two thousand dollars for this one, right? Oh this, yeah, yeah. This yeah. example vehicle. They're pretty strong. A four point four liter V eight engine with two hundred and eighty two horsepower. Uh, but again, this is an off-road vehicle, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I doubt if many of these ever make it off-road, really. Well, not on um, our side of town. No, not here, but, um, you know, again, this is a, a, an example, I guess, with 62,000 miles. Um, you know, right around $22,000. Not bad. Yeah, it's, it's
2: still a pretty good deal. And it's got that BMW motor. Uh, it's, it's also, I will give them this. A Range Rover is a, a reliable vehicle, in my experience, from what I've seen. I've never owned one. I've just I've driven around a mm-hmm. couple times. new people have one, and that's why you see so many on the road because yeah. they, they don't die. They don't die. They're, it's like they
1: were made by George Romero or something. <laughs> that's right. Uh, how about how yeah. about a 2005 Maserati Quattroporte? Now this one really did surprise me. Ah, uh, yes, it does because um, I see these around town a lot. There's a Maserati dealer that's sort of near my house. Yep. Um, the original list price ninety five thousand five hundred dollars. So we're talking a car that's approaching one hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Is now available for forty thousand dollars, and I'll tell you, these Maseratis sound incredible when they're at full throttle. Beautiful, man. Yeah, they do. They have a four point two liter V eight, almost four hundred horsepower, just slightly below that. Um, they're sold, you know, side by side at Ferrari dealerships. A lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, that's the case with the one that's near me. The engine sound again, or the engine note, unbelievable. Um, just uh, it's a really, really solid vehicle for 40, you know, this one had 46,000 miles, mm-hmm. uh, low miles really for, you know, a, a 2005, I guess, at this point. I mean, my 2005 <laughs> Honda, it's up to like 165,000 or something crazy like that at this point. So, yeah. you know, this was a this was a babied version, obviously. Um, again, $40,000, I'd take one in a heartbeat.
2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's skip around a little bit on this list. uh, And and let's go to next, I just want to say, because I'm impressed, the uh, Lotus Elise
1: 2005.
2: I am glad you singled this one out, Ben,
1: because yeah. um, anytime the Lotus Elise comes up, now I've always kind of looked at the uh, the Lotus Elise as being something that I can uh, I cannot touch, something that uh, I wouldn't probably ever be able to afford, you know, just as a toy, because right. that's kind of what it is. It's a two seater, relatively impractical, but people say sure you can drive it to and from work would be comfortable. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be comfortable or not, but uh, you could do that. I've seen people. You know, around town that uh, definitely do that because I see it, you know, these cars daily, I guess, you know, some of the same ones over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but get this, Ben. The eBay average for a 2002 Lotus Elise. Now, this is one of the first, first Lotus Elise vehicles, I guess, in 2002. $24,500. Not bad.
2: Yeah, I just, I still don't get it. Why are they?
1: Well, I mean, I guess it's, uh, you know, 14 or 12 years on at this point.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: so that's one thing and they continually improve. Uh, but they do have, you know, the, that Toyota V6 engine, mm-hmm. um, very little interior decoration or ornamentation or anything like that. So there's very little creature comforts in the car. Uh, but let me tell you, it's one of the greatest driver cars of all time.
2: That is true. And you're not the first person to say that.
1: No, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, at the time, it wasn't a cheap car. I don't know what they listed for brand new. But, um, you know, now at 24.5, I think it's affordable for a lot more people who, you know, want that option. All right, Ben. So I've got one more kind of uh, astonishing buy for you here, and then I got the final one that I think I'd like to close on here, which is uh, it really kind of drives the point home.
2: All right, All right me So up.
1: here's one that uh, maybe a lot of you don't really think that it's in your price range, but maybe it is. It's a 1977 Ferrari 308. Now that I said is not in my price range, Scott. You know, I said Ferrari 308. That's the one that uh, uh, oh Tom Selleck drove in Magnum PI. You remember that body yeah. style? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's the one we're talking about. Get this. The eBay average price for that car right now, Ben? $26,000. That's it. How? What was it in a flood? For a Ferrari. Can you believe that? Now, I mean, it's a, it's a true, honest to goodness Ferrari. Now, I mean, it's got, it's a V8 engine, so it's not, you know, anything like a 12 cylinder or anything like that, but, um, it's got one of these, uh, it's, they call it the most do-it-yourself friendly Ferrari ever. So you're able to work on this one, as a matter Uh of fact, which a lot of people don't really know. I think when you get into things like, um, you know, timing belt maintenance and things like that, or timing chain maintenance and things. That gets a little pricey, and that's the trick with these things, is to figure out what maintenance has been done and when, when you buy the
2: vehicle. Right, yeah.
1: However, they say it is a do-it-yourself Ferrari, which is really nice to hear. I've never seen that anywhere else. But you
2: are uh, legally required to grow a Tom Selleck-style mustache That's right, if you, gotta, you drive
1: one of these. And you got to wear a Detroit Tigers ball cap.
2: At all times. At all times, and you have to have a friend
1: named, uh what was his name, Higgins. Oh yeah, well I've got that handled. <laughs> of course you do. And it says a uh, you know the thing has pure 70s attitude as well. I mean, um it's just a it's a really really cool thing to have and I I mean, can you imagine owning a Ferrari for $26,000? I mean, it's something at the time I don't, I don't have any idea again what these listed for brand new. Right. But it was not $26,000. I can guarantee you that. Even in 1977 and you can do the inflation calculator and figure that out. All you want, uh, man. Exactly right. Now here's the last one Ben that I want to talk about. And this one, I think, really drives this uh, this whole uh, message home. And the message is that, you know, if you wanted to, instead of buying that new Honda Civic or Honda Accord or whatever, right? and I use that as an example often, it's just mm-hmm. I'm not picking on them or anything, but if you wanted to, instead of buying that, you could buy a used vehicle pretty much of any kind that you wanted at this point, mm-hmm. it seems like. Here is a 1997 Aston Martin DB7.
2: Okay, you're All playing right. a dangerous
1: game here, right. man. The original list price, yeah, $125,000. Now, that's in 1997, so that was 17 years ago. Yep. All right. Well, it was 125000 then. The target price now, $30,000, Ben. 30000 Yeah, that is quite a bit of depreciation, wouldn't you say? Yeah, now, wow. Now, this is a 3.2 liter, inline six, 335 horsepower, Aston Martin DB7. And, uh, this is, it's really cool to think that you could, you could own an Aston Martin for the price of, you know, what you would typically, you know, pay for a brand new Honda Accord at this time. So it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of up to you. Do you want to, do you want to take the risk mm-hmm. and go with the 17 uh, year old, uh, you know, well, it, at the time, kind of a supercar, really. I mean, a luxury, luxury mark. I don't know, sure. would you call it a supercar, maybe? Uh, it's on the edge. I don't know if it's all the way into supercar. I guess so. One more thing I want to drop in here is that, you know, Aston Martin was taken over by Ford in 1994. So by 1997, um, you know, there was obviously a, a greater reliability um with these vehicles, as oh, was yeah. the case with the Jaguar vehicles when mm-hmm. Ford took it over. That just mm-hmm. happened along the way. And uh, I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, the uh, the classic Jaguars or Aston Martins or anything like that, but uh, Ford did quite a bit for the reliability of these cars. So, you know, if this, if this is 1997 Aston Martin DB7 as reliable as a Ford was in 1997,
2: which they were, yeah. this might not be a bad buy. Truer words, man. I'm so tempted to just get the James Bond car. Because that's you know that's what people think. Well, that's what, you, stuff. that's what you that's what you associate it with. Now. Yeah. But if you take a look at what it really looks like, I it's, know. it's quite a bit
1: different. I mean, yeah. it's not you know the the cool classic lines of the '60s or anything right. like that. But um it's still a significant vehicle for you know again just thirty thousand dollars. And and I say just thirty, but I mean just thirty. If you're deciding, well, I have this thirty. Do I do I use it for that brand new Honda or do I buy the uh, the seventeen year old Aston Martin?
2: Right, and I would love to hear what listeners think about this. You guys, we were just so genuinely amazed by the depreciation of some of these cars and the deals you could get that we had to make a podcast about it.
1: Absolutely, and you know we've covered maybe, I don't know, one-tenth of our list that we have in front of us here. There are so many of these deals, we just couldn't get to all of them. I mean, there are Bentley Turbo R's on here for $25,000. Things like that. I mean, we talked about a Ferrari. We talked about yeah. Aston Martin. Yeah. We talked about Corvettes and Porsches, BMWs and, BMWs and Land Rovers. These Maseratis are, these are amazing cars. And you know, you can find the you know the oddball NSX out there that's you know still relatively cheap. I mean, I'm always looking for one of those, Ben. He always. really is, you guys. <laughs> always looking. But the problem is, even the early ones are still thirty thousand dollars. Right, because people don't want to give them up. Well, that's true because they're such a solid, reliable, and amazing car. And the thing is. You know, just search for these cars,
2: search for these lists, and you'll be blown away by what's on them. I, I guarantee you will be. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you are also addicted to going online and just window shopping, no commitment. And that's what we're doing. I yeah. Mean, we're,
1: we're searching, and we're not really doing anything about it, but uh, we're searching, and we're going, oh, man, you're not going to believe what I found today, and uh, no, I'm not going to buy it.
2: Now, I got really close to buying a go-kart once, but that's you guys, that's how cheap I am. I got <laughs> yep. very close one time to buying a go-kart and that, online.
1: And that was bad influence uh, from from me, right? <laughs> a lot of pressure.
2: All right, so we're going to go ahead and head out. We would like to hear from you. Let us know about where your online car window shopping addiction has led you, and let us know if you got a great deal on a vehicle and how you did it because we all know that if you're, if you're buying something online, if you're buying a car online, then it is open negotiation season. You know,
1: I would love to hear from one of our listeners that is now driving their dream car, but it's, you know, 10 years old. Oh, that's even better. You know, so they went online and they said, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be able to afford a Ferrari, but I bought a 1977 308 for that $25,000 wow. that we mentioned. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I never thought it was possible, but there I am every weekend.
2: Yeah, please let us know what you have experienced dream car-wise. We would love to hear from it, and your letter might end up on the air. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And we actually we have some pretty in-depth podcasts about some of the cars mentioned on here today. So go to carstuffshow.com and check out our list of podcasts if you would like to hear more about one of these vehicles. In the meantime, feel free to write to us about your dream car achievements, uh, pictures preferred. Our address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com.
3: For more on
0: this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com.